Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, August the 1st, (laughs) August the 1st, just flip the calendar over a new page, new start. Uh, This is the month school starts, man, for most people. Um, I know when we were in Virginia Beach, it was after Labor Day, but. So some some may be after Labor Day, but uh, a lot will start this month. And so, yeah. So hope you guys are having a good day, good week. We are in the third chapter of Second Corinthians, two Corinthians, Second <laughs> uh, Corinthians chapter three. As we continue our journey through the New Testament, and uh, this year actually we're going through the New Testament this year, and. Uh, Right now, we find ourselves in the uh, early chapter of tra- chapters of Second Corinthians. So let's do it. Uh, let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Thanks for being on today. So, uh, kind of a interesting chapter start. So I'm going to read the last verse of chapter two, just to kind of roll us into chapter three. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before... Oh, wait, wait. You know what we do? We read, we pray. We change the world. On the contrary, uh, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. Okay? So basically, at the end of chapter 2, he's saying, we do not peddle the word of God, prophet. Uh, On the contrary, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? So you kind of get the feeling like maybe they were, uh, there was some chatter about that. They're always commending themselves or trying to re- protect their own reputations or what something. So he's saying, are we are we commending ourselves again? Are we doing that thing again where we commend ourselves, or do we need, uh, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? So do we need uh, letters of recommendation so that you can uh, accept us as apostles, ex- accept our testimony and accept our teaching and instruction as uh, valid and authoritative? Do we need some sort of uh, credential that would uh, support or uphold uh, what we're trying to tell you? You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. He's saying your transformation in Christ, you, the fact that you are a new uh, creation in Jesus and that you are uh, walking in faith in him, uh, your salvation is uh, our letters of commendation. You show that you are a letter from Christ the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human heart. Hmm. 
found. I think that's the the tremendous honor that we have as believers is to be in this big enterprise of of spreading the good news and helping other people find the grace and salvation of Jesus. And you think about all the people, and I hope it's a lot, think about all the people that you've influenced for the gospel. You've uh, pointed them to Jesus. You've helped them to get a little closer to Christ. And maybe you were fortunate enough to be the very one to lead them across the line of faith in accepting Jesus. But all of those folks that have been in our lives that we've positively impacted uh, for the kingdom of God, to think uh, they are our letters of commendation (laughs) as a legitimate disciple and a legitimate ambassador of Christ. The transformation and the growth that they've experienced is a testimony that God is living in and growing you. Hmm. Verse 4, such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Hmm. So, again, Paul's like, our confidence doesn't come from, you know, some a letter that we have that shows, you know, we are worthy to be ambassadors or apostles. That's not where our confidence uh, comes. That's not where our credentials, our credentials to be uh, apostles is not held in some office somewhere or some, some database. It's held in your heart because you are a living commendation to the, our effective ministry. And God has made us competent ministers. And he's, call, he's called us to proclaim and to, um, to serve this, uh, this message, which is the message of the new covenant. A new covenant. A covenant now that can be made between... A covenant is what? It's, in a, it's, a, uh, it's a, an agreement. It's a contract, if you will. It's, a, uh, it's a, between two parties. And so now between God and humanity... A new covenant, a new agreement has been made, and that agreement has been made through the mediator, Christ Jesus. The new covenant that has been purchased by his blood, his atoning sacrifice for sin. What he has done on the cross now, he has made a new covenant with between God and humanity. And so um, Paul says we are ambassadors of this new covenant this covenant that has been made in Jesus, that it's not, it's not a matter of the law. It's not a matter of a letter. It's not a matter of uh, rules. It's a matter of faith in Jesus. And you too, man, you're, you are an ambassador of this new covenant, new covenant of grace and salvation that comes through Jesus's own life and blood. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, trans- transitory though it was, so he's, he's now referring back to the law and the, the Torah that was given to the law that was given to Moses, Mount Sinai, 
came down off the mountain. Glory was so strong that people couldn't even look at him, the face of it, look at his glory. And Moses certainly couldn't look at the face of God. So he's referring to that. So if, if this law that was given on stone tablets was filled with glory to the degree that uh, you couldn't even look at it, and it was transitory, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the letters, uh, if the Torah was that glor glorious, how much more this ministry that's been given by the Holy Spirit? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? Mm. The law, light, right? The law, we've talked many times on this podcast about the fact that the law was like an x-ray or like an MRI. The x-ray, the, the law just revealed the problem. The law did not provide the cure. No one goes and gets an x-ray and are healed because of the x-ray. <laughs> the x-ray, no one does, you know what, I was hurting, but then I had that MRI, and man, my shoulder felt better after that. No, it isn't. Those things don't heal us. Those things just help us diagnose the problem. That's what the law did. The law was two things. One, it was guardrails. It was a guardrail so that we would not, look, don't, don't pass this line because you're going to want to, but you shouldn't because it's not good for you. So it was guardrails. But what we found was we kept pushing the envelope. We kept wanting to break the rules. And, and so by doing that, by continually breaking the rules, it, made it, it, re, it revealed that we had this selfish nature, that we had this break between our relationship with God. It revealed the problem, this uh, sin problem, uh, but it didn't give an. But it wasn't the solution in and of itself. Jesus coming and giving His perfect, sinless life on our behalf—that was the solution. God giving Himself for us was the solution. So He's saying. If the ministry that brought condemnation, that is the law, was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that actually brings about righteousness? The, the ministry of Jesus, the ministry of the new covenant, actually brings the solution. So if the, if the ministry that revealed the problem was glorious, and it was to some degree, how much more glorious is the thing that cures us? Amen. For what was glorious has no glory now, in comparison with the surpassing glory. Hmm. The surpassing glory. That's what the ministry of Jesus is. The, the work of Jesus is surpassing glory. It's, it's by far, in a way, a greater glory. And if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Hmm. It's eternal. The, the, the uh, Old Covenant law was pointing to Jesus. It was temporary. It was, uh, as uh, the writer of Hebrews, uh, I think it was Hebrews, we'll talk about, it was like a guardian. It was like a, um, it was like a tutor. That let, you know, a tutor leads you to a point where you can do it yourself, where you can see and, and grow uh, on past that. And so the Old Covenant was a tutor, a guardian that led us to Christ. And once it leads us to Christ, its work is done. And then the eternal, that is Christ, picks up from there. And we never outgrow Jesus. <laughs> that part we, need, that, we never outgrow. That's permanent. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. 
we are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. So he didn't. They, they said, "We're not like Moses, who put a veil over his face." Uh, he says, "But their minds were dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. So people don't see it; they still can't see it." They still don't see that it's pointing to Jesus. It's a veil that is preventing people from really seeing uh, Jesus and all that he is and all that he's done. So even, Paul's saying, even to his own day, and it's true today, in our day, people can hear the Bible, but they still don't see the glory of Jesus. They can still, it's like a veil. For to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only Christ is, because only in Christ is it taken away. How is the veil removed and we really see the glory of God? We really see who God is in his fullness. It only happens when the veil is taken away and we see Christ. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Wow, that, t- that veil of condemnation, that veil of the old covenant, that, that veil of, of work, that veil that just reveals the problem uh, but doesn't give a solution, the veil that is only a partial disclosure of what the ultimate plan of God was. But when that veil is removed and you see Jesus, you see the gospel, you see what he's done, that veil is removed and, you, and it comes together. It's like that last piece of the puzzle that helps us see the purpose and the plan. God's salvation plan for humanity is complete in Jesus. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yeah. Where the Spirit of the Lord, there's freedom. What? There's in, 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 in contrast to what? Condemnation. In contrast to guilt. In contrast to shame. In contrast to regret. In contrast to bondage. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. Man, I hope you're living in the freedom of Jesus today. The Spirit that gives freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. There's liberty. There's joy. Their uh, shackles are broken. And um, we see the goodness and the glory of God, and in that is freedom and victory. And we all, with unveiled faces, that's us, guys. This is like... This is talking about believers, those who have seen the risen Lord, understand who he is, and see him by faith. So we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory. So we think about the Lord's glory with unveiled faces. We we behold the, the glory of the Lord. And being transformed into his image, with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Wow. 
That verse is powerful. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. I hope today you take a few moments, maybe even right now, to contemplate the Lord's glory. His glory, His brilliance, His beauty, His goodness, His holiness, His perfect love, His kindness, His compassion, His justice, His brilliance, His magnificence, His infinity, all of the His uh, omnipotence, all power, His omniscience, His all knowing. His omnipresence. He's everywhere. Behold His glory. And that all of that that is wrapped in the Godhead, all of those things, was also packaged in a being, a spirit that is willing to give Himself for others. Servanthood. Selflessness. Which is demonstrated for us most powerfully on the cross. All of the Godhead humbled and died obedient to death, even death on a cross. Mm. So behold His glory. And when we behold that glory, what does it say? We're being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory. So your glory, as we behold the glory of God, we behold the glory of Jesus, we contemplate what He's like and what He's done and who He is. We behold Him. We see Him for who He is. As we're doing that, just like Moses, as he beheld the glory of God, there was a transaction that happened, that there was a transformation that happened, that as he beheld the glory of God, his appearance began to change. Come on. So he... Paul is saying that same kind of things happen spiritually as we behold the glory of God, as we behold the glory of Jesus with ever-increasing glory, we begin, we begin to change. And our glory, we, our hearts, our attitudes, our um, affections, our appearance <laughs> begins to change with ever-increasing glory, which comes from where? A book, nope, which comes through uh, some some sort of a religious uh, calisthenics, nope. It comes through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. You see the connection there? As we behold the glory of Jesus, as we worship Him, as we do that, the Spirit is doing a work in us. And He is shaving off the the flesh. He's shaving off the 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 human sinfulness the the uh the the selfish pride and ego and it's changing us from the inside out and we don't even realize it we don't even notice it it's incremental but other people notice it <laughs> like you've changed just like remember the people the people in the early parts of, of the book of acts they could tell that those people had been with Jesus what had been what had they been doing they been had been beholding Jesus contemplating him with unveiled faces. <laughs> and when they had that unveiled face, they were just naked before him in worship, metaphorically. <laughs> he changed them with ever-increasing glory through his Holy Spirit. Wow. Man, it's a beautiful thing, child of God, as you are, uh, behold 
the glory of Jesus. You're, be, you're being changed um, more and more into his image with ever-increasing glory. Wow, that's awesome. All right, you guys. Hey, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, uh, we, we pause just to behold you in this moment, to contemplate who you are, your beauty, your majesty. And uh, we are in awe of you. We open up our hearts to receive um, your spirit afresh today, that we would go and be the hands and feet uh, of Jesus, that we would represent you in this world, that we would help others uh, come to know you, that we would lead others to behold you, that we would lead others to experience the righteousness that comes through the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gospel. Thank you for living a sinless, perfect life and not only showing us the problem, but providing the solution, which is salvation and wholeness in your name. God, thank you for my friends. I pray your blessing upon them. I pray that you would encourage them and strengthen them. May you shine your love uh, brightly on their hearts today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I hope you have a fantastic day. Hope you uh, just think about these, these, these words, this challenge to behold the glory of Jesus with unveiled faces with, and uh, being changed with ever-increasing glory from the Lord, through the Lord, who is the Spirit. Mm. Man, that is beautiful. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks for liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast. really means a lot. I appreciate you doing that. You never know who needs to hear a good word from the Bible uh, on this day. So by your sharing it, you never know who's going to stumble across it and find some hope, find some life, find truth through it. So thank you for sharing it. Have a great day. We'll be back at it tomorrow with 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.